KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. San Diego County officials reported 1,703 new coronavirus cases and seven additional deaths on Sunday. And it looks like we'll all be staying close to home going forward. Southern California's ICU capacity dropped over the weekend, triggering a regional stay-at-home order at midnight last night. On Saturday, the ICU bed capacity was at 12.5 percent. That's below the 15 percent threshold issued by the governor last week. Under the orders, businesses and recreational facilities are forced to close. That includes indoor and outdoor playgrounds, indoor recreational facilities, hair salons and barber shops, personal care services, museums, zoos, and aquariums. Also, restaurants will be restricted to takeout and delivery service only. The orders will be in place for at least three weeks. The Southern California region consists of San Diego, Orange, Los Angeles, Riverside, Imperial, Inyo, Mono, San Bernardino, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and Ventura counties. Gusty Santa Ana winds and low humidity have the National Weather Service concerned. The agency issued a red flag warning that will be in effect until 10 p.m. tomorrow night. A high wind warning is also issued until tomorrow afternoon for the mountains and western valleys. A red flag warning means that outdoor burning should be avoided because any fires that develop will spread rapidly. That's according to the NWS. The high wind warning means winds could knock down trees or power lines and travel will be difficult for high-profile vehicles in wind-prone areas. It's Monday, December 7th. This is San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Todd Gloria will be sworn in as mayor of San Diego on Thursday. This happens just as the city is experiencing another COVID-19 business shutdown. Mayor-elect Todd Gloria told KPBS how he and his administration plan to enforce the public health orders for the city. While I recognize some people have uh, objections to the public health rules, I've always believed if you don't like it, you should change it, but you simply can't ignore it. And that includes our public health order. 
Todd Gloria also plans to keep the convention center open to house homeless San Diegans. He says it makes sense to keep using the convention center since it has no other functional purpose during the COVID-19 pandemic. However, money will be an issue. We can reasonably keep uh, the convention center functioning through the month of January. Uh, Beyond that, we're going to need to ask the council's consent for additional operations, and that really involves finding more money. Gloria says he continues to hope for additional federal relief. California's new stay-at-home order would require barbershops, salons, and other businesses to close down yet again. The Sacramento area has not yet been put in lockdown, but Cap Radio's Chris Nichols has some reactions from local barbershops. Mario Cueva is starting to get used to all the shutdowns. The state's new order could mean West Coast Barbers, a shop where he works just outside Sacramento, would have to shut down for the third time this year. Usually they say third time's a charm when you get it done, but I don't know, I guess we're gonna find out. Even though he's used to it, Cueva says it won't be easy. Besides the holidays, you know, people still gotta pay their rent, you know? People still got car payments, people got kids. You know, I mean, it's hard to do when you don't got a job, you know, you ain't got money coming in. Governor Gavin Newsom said that closing salons and barbershops, along with all restaurant dining, is necessary because people are around each other for longer periods of time. Some have pushed back that these types of businesses aren't high risk for COVID-19 transmission, but with elevated levels of the virus, state health officials say that's no longer the case. Regardless, West Coast Barbers customer Isaac Salcido says he just hopes the shutdown won't last long. Hopefully by the time they open back up, I can just text my boy Mario and just come and get fixed up again. He won't be the only one. In Sacramento, I'm Chris Nichols. The pandemic has seen some people picking up new outdoor hobbies. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife reported a surge in fishing licenses. After all, it is an opportunity to experience the outdoors while being socially distant. Peter Tira is a spokesperson for the department. He says they've issued almost 1.2 million fishing licenses this year, the most purchased since 2008. People have time on their hands. These are outdoor opportunities that are safe, that families can participate in together. It's a little mental relief and physical relief from these stressful times. Tira says a similar jump is also occurring for hunting licenses. There's nearly a 10% increase in those sales this year compared to last. U.S. border authorities started a pilot program in January to take DNA samples of certain detainees. In April, Customs and Border Protection was given a three-year roadmap for expanding the practice nationwide. Now, the agency says that expansion will be done by the end of this year. From the Fronteras Desk in Phoenix, KJZZ's Matthew Casey reports. Federal officials say Homeland Security was exempt for nearly a decade from a law requiring DNA collection. Then the Justice Department ordered border enforcement agencies to take DNA from certain detained non-citizens, all suspected or convicted of crimes, and people facing deportation. Their genetic sequences then get uploaded to an FBI archive. Customs and Border Protection is not taking DNA from people held at a port of entry while officials decide if they can enter the U.S. so long as they don't get sent to detention or face deportation. 
CBP says its collection efforts will be nationwide by December 31st. In Phoenix, I'm Matthew Casey. A San Diego researcher is being honored by having an ice formation in Antarctica named after her. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has more. Helen Fricker is a glaciologist at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. She's helped pioneer the use of satellite data to track how water moves beneath the Antarctic ice. Now an ice formation on the continent's peninsula is named after her. The Fricker Ice Piedmont is an amalgamation of ice from several different glaciers, and she says on the map it seems a bit small. I think it's actually about the size of the whole west end of Catalina from the isthmus to the west. So it's actually it's actually pretty substantial. It's just that Antarctica is huge, so it looks small. The honor comes from the United Kingdom's Antarctic Place Names Committee, which is also naming 27 other locations in honor of modern explorers. It's the 200th anniversary of the discovery of the continent. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, amid the pandemic, students are struggling more than ever, and their grades are showing it. For my classes right now, the grades are, they're not wonderful. (laughs) They don't look great. That story next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. As end-of-semester grades and test scores are rolling in, it's becoming clear that the pandemic is taking a serious toll on student performance. KPBS education reporter Joe Hong explains what educators in San Diego County are doing to address the higher rates of failing grades this year. Um, For my classes right now, the grades are, they're not wonderful. (laughs) They don't look great. In normal years, Damien Patterson says he has about five or six students with D's and F's. But this year, among his 37 students at Grossman High School in El Cajon, 12 students have F's. He said learning from home has come with obvious challenges. It's hard to focus when you're surrounded by, you know, you're in your bedroom, it's comfortable, you have your bed there, your TV, your PlayStation or whatever, your phone. But he says that's only a part of the problem. Some of his students have shouldered burdens beyond their schoolwork since the pandemic hit. Um, some of them have jobs that they're working. Um, they are taking care of siblings while their parents are working or going to school. These issues are not unique to Grossmont High or even San Diego County. Schools across the country have reported more D's and F's since COVID-19 shut down schools. It's yet another stark reminder of how hard it's been for educators to hold students accountable while being sensitive to their needs during distance learning. Teresa Kemper is the superintendent of the Grossmont Union High School District. When schools first closed in the spring, the district adopted a no-harm grading policy, and she said some students just stopped trying. We did want to provide more accountability. So coming into this school year, we said grades are on. You know, you're starting the year fresh this way, so everything matters, everything counts in the classroom. But when the district saw the uptick in failing grades, principals and counselors ramped up outreach efforts and started a credit recovery program through which students can make up missed work. What units or what assignments did students miss that quarter that maybe uh, after school, before school, in winter session, in uh, December, January, 
they can work with teachers to make up to go back and fix that grade. At Poway Unified School District, about 7% of all grades are Fs this year, which is nearly twice the percentages last year. David Lamaster is the Executive Director of Learning Support Services at the district. He says the most effective remedy has been bringing students back to campus, even if it's just for one or two days a week. When we see a student who's struggling, the principal counselor will reach out and offer them the ability to come in and learn virtually on campus. And that has really helped uh, to re-engage um, the student into, into the learning. Lamaster said he's not too worried about long-term consequences. He's confident that teachers and counselors will be able to keep students on the right path. I think we're early enough in the year where we can catch those those students and still get them back on track and ready to go so that it doesn't affect uh, the numbers of kids graduating and or getting into the colleges that they want to get into. Back in Grossmont, Patterson says this year has proven that there is no real substitute for an in-person classroom. Students just tend to do better in the environment inside of a classroom where they're in front of a teacher and they're kind of held accountable and, you know, um, they have teachers and different ones to check in on them and make sure that they're on task and things like that. Joe Hong, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.